Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 thegamecom It's Sam and Greg on this 11th day of February. We say to you, good morning, Georgia! Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Austell. Austell. You know, you know them fine people. Yeah, they around the corner from you. Right, right around the corner from you. Yep. <laughs> there. Shout yep. out to the folks out at, uh, at Pebble Brook. Okay. Nice out there. Well, yeah, that's okay. what it is. I'm wonderful Austell. Sam, did you know on this date yep. the first bicycle club was formed? Real. The Boston Bicycle Club in 1878. How far did they ride? I don't know. Didn't hey. get their route. <laughs> and also on this day, yes. Georgetown became part of Washington, D.C. Okay. Uh, 1895, Georgetown becomes um, included in Washington, D.C. I don't know what they mean. You got a medal for it or whatever. And also, this is a, this is a picture that if I had it autographed, it would probably be one of the most famous pictures, period, on the planet. Because today the Yalta, yeah, Yalta Conference took place. Yalta Conference. And if you all don't know what Yalta was, the Yalta Conference, Google it. But if I had this picture, like if somebody thought to go up and ask these guys to sign it, you would have had a picture signed by Winston Churchill, FDR, and Joseph Stalin. And, That's a combination. And and, and the, the, the takeaway from this is this, because let's bury the lead. That was a group of allies. Yeah. Who were all together to go after the Germans, right? And and Hitler. But the thing that you have to take a second and pause with, Russia was our ally. Yeah. Joseph Stalin came and they got it together. And so it's amazing how things change. Anyway, yeah. Sam and Greg on this uh, this Saturday morning. Everybody, of course, getting ready for tomorrow. And I have held myself back. I didn't want to say it, so this will be the first time I'm going to say it. Remember tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, this whole weekend, just consider it this. It's an amateur weekend. But tomorrow is an amateur day. And if you're not a regular listener of Sam and Greg, we acknowledge the eight amateur days of the year. New Year's Eve, St. Patrick's Day. Cinco de Mayo, the three summer holidays, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Labor Day, Halloween night, and tomorrow, Super Bowl Sunday. Those are the days that people who don't normally drink and drive are drinking and driving. Yeah. Thus the name. So be very, very careful out there. All right? A little public service announcement. For, and I'm speaking for everybody here at the station. All right? Uh, can, Eric, have you got a second to come on here before we get into this football talk? Because I want to ask you where if you are just tuning in, you just missed a class taught by Professor Crenshaw. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. So I want to know if you're going to put that, where, where can folks find that on our website? If you go to the Odyssey 92.9 The Game page, right. there will be, if you go on today, you'll see it under today's t- listings. Okay. But if you are not there today, you click on the Sam and Greg All right. show page, and it will be titled, how the Braves almost did not move from Milwaukee to Atlanta. This was, the, I mean, it was the only thing missing was a microphone being dropped. Yeah. That was beautiful. And this is, this, this is one of the things that I, and I know I'm taking a second away from this, but this is why I and everybody else gravitate toward you and your knowledge and the things that you well, have. Well, you got to... it started now because you talk, you talk, you, 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 you remember now, you, you got it started talking about the money they were trying yeah. to raise in Milwaukee and how they were, you know, how they were going by doing I'll it. take full credit for bringing us down the rabbit hole, but you brought the education. And that was just, that was, that was excellent. 
because I didn't know some of that stuff. And I could see both Eric and I are riveted on your words. And you seem to enjoy telling that story because you walked up to <laughs> really getting raw, but you didn't, you know, because you do know some of the story that you didn't tell and you won't and you never would. You're yeah. a reporter at the end yeah. of the day. You keep your sources to yourself. That's the way it should be. But a lot of that was just really educational that I don't think a lot of people in the city get a chance to hear. And, and so I just want to tell you, man, that's great. And I'm driving people to our website, 929thegame.com. Go to Sam and Greg page. But if you want to know, we, and we did. We, we kind of went down the rabbit hole of some other things, but then got an education not to just what the Braves went through to become part of Atlanta, but I also tagged in because the same year Atlanta got the Falcons. Now, you didn't do a deep dive into that and what the, rank, the, the, the Smith family had to do, but it was, I just want to acknowledge, man, that was, that was beautiful. I, I really did But just take that. one minute to think back and imagine what this town would be if that move, you know, if Milwaukee would have found a way to keep the Braves yeah. mm-hmm. in town. Yeah. Whew, yeah. What this and town they, would be. They, they, would they, we they, have they, the Atlanta Brewers? <laughs> we had Atlanta Brewers. That's, that's, cool, that's a good question. Or would it have happened as soon as it did? It may have been another 20 years. Right, yeah. What would because think be? about baseball and the footprint. Nobody, baseball has not brought another team into this region. Nope, nope. People in Nashville are talking about giving it a try. But the Braves of all the other pro franchises have not had their footprint stepped on since they've been here. That's so why you got Braves fans all the way from Virginia, all the way. Well, you got down. Washington. How many miles is it from here to, to DC? Yeah, About five hundred. Okay, I'm just and saying. it's five hundred miles from here to Tampa, which are the two closest two closest teams. teams. And to me, I, I guess you had some fans down in Tampa that follow the Braves and whatnot. But in, as far as their real footprint, you know, yeah. there's still there's still Houston, it's still St. Louis. It's still Cincinnati, and they, and anything within that is is Braves Braves territory, Braves and, country. And on top that. of which, is the good news for for Braves fans. Now, now the other teams have been stepped on. Think about the Hawks, and well, you got other NBA teams. You got Charlotte, you got Memphis, you got Orlando. Think about the NFL. You got teams that really stepped on the on the Falcons' footprint. Right. When you talk about you know Tennessee, Charlotte, Jacksonville, those are all cities that showed Falcons games on Sunday. And as I was about to say, yeah. the good yeah. news for Braves fans is. Major League Baseball moves at a glacier-like pace. So they got to worry about a team just landing here or something happening quick. Uh, hey, speaking of the next, Derek Carr, would you like to see him run on the Saints? He's been hanging out down there. That's what we've been hearing this week. Good. I hope he does take that job because that'll just help the Falcons that much we more. What, what happens to Jameis? Uh, I don't you know. know. That's just what we're talking about. Yeah. But, that, but you know what? We're talking about while we talk – it's a Super Bowl week. Yes, it is. We talk some about that's that would directly impact us in our division. Uh, which this week the Falcons did introduce the new defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, who's coming from the Saints. Okay. They're coming here. And um, excited uh, to be here. If you were listening this week here on Sports Radio 929 The Game, you heard the conversation with him. I also heard from team owner uh, Arthur Blank was on this week here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. So you got a lot of Falcons uh, talk this week, uh, what the team is doing. Uh, looking forward to the the off season. They got money to spend. They got draft picks and those type things. You heard a lot of it here this week. In addition to what's happening out in Arizona, getting ready for the big game tomorrow. Of course, you know everybody sends representatives from the teams go out to the Super Bowl and and, and during Super Bowl week, uh, it, it's a busy week. Uh, I'm sure our former our former underboss is uh, just John's spinning. having himself a time. Out he's there. got to be spinning this he, week. He, yeah, he has to know, be spinning this week, right? He got um, uh, he got the well the Super Bowl first, and then the news that happened from the NBA. Yep. Eh, 
had this little golf tournament going on that there were people falling over the sides being overserved. <laughs> yes, okay. yes, yes. So all that has happened at the same time uh, is fantastic. So it's a great time uh, to be out there. And like I said, coming up, we're going to hear from some people who are actually on the ground. This game this week, you know, you, you, you knew that it was there. The points hadn't changed. The prediction has been a point and a half right from the start, basically. And it, and it seems like it seems like it's not going to change. Maybe if we saw some video where Patrick Mahomes was sitting out practices, not being there or something, some things may, may change with that. Um, he's he's going to give it a go. You know, he's going to give it his best. He's not 100%. Um, but, you know, if you get 80% Patrick Mahomes, you know, to me that's, that's good enough with this team around him to still get you a win. So, I mean, everybody's talking about, you know, the, the, the brothers that are going to be playing against each other. Everybody talks about the quarterbacks. You know, African-American quarterbacks for the first time. We will have Shirley Ralph going to see him lift every voice yeah. to sing. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, you got all kind of things. And Babyface. And, ba- and what, what Babyface doing? I mean, um, um, yeah. It, uh, who am I, who, who's singing America the Beautiful? Or, yeah. He's, he's I, I, looking at me funny here. Yeah, Hang on a second. Yeah. I, I thought it was Babyface. I could be wrong. Here. You could be wrong, man. But I, don't, I, I don't know. You know, I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. <laughs> what I was going to ask you is, yeah. we, as we get into this, is Eric's looking that up to make sure who's singing – now it's um, Chris Stapleton doing national anthem. National, okay. Mm-hmm. Did you see him the other night there, man, on the honors doing the higher with uh, higher ground with Stevie Wonder? Oh, oh. Good. I mean anything with Stevie Wonder. Oh yeah, and absolutely. everybody gets to sing. Anybody, it, you, I don't <laughs> care who you are. If you're watching somebody do a duet with Stevie Wonder, you know how excited they are. Yeah, <laughs> so, because because they know the song. Well, you, it's you not, know you, the song you, you're sitting there singing next to Stevie Wonder. Go ahead. Well, it says here, Babyface will be performing Thank American you. Beautiful. Thank you. I knew I was right. But you asked another question. No. No, I That's said Babyface yeah, baby is, is 64. Going... Pardon? He's 64. Yeah, and your point is? He just been, doesn't he been seem that way. He's been famous for a while. Just yeah. doesn't seem that way. Wow. Neither does Tina Louise and Ginger seem 89. Well, he's 90. not Babyface anymore. He actually, no. he, he actually grew some facial hair here about <laughs> 10 years ago. It took <laughs> him the true. longest time to get some hair on his face. Um, <laughs> Talk about late bloomer. Uh <laughs> Wow, and now I just like drew a blank on what we were talking about there. But oh, oh, here we go. So yeah. okay, so yeah. this game tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, the, the play of it's been dissected. I'm 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 pulling for Kansas City. Okay, okay, that's what I'm pulling for. So you needed my pick. But if you had to guess, let's say the top states that have got people from their state in the Super Bowl, what state would you say has produced the most players in this game? Because they actually broke that down. They have players state by state, and this team has so many from this state. Uh, Eagles have so many from this state. But there are, they list them by state. Not the schools. Not the schools. Not the schools. From their state. From their state. So I'm going to say here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 listed here. The 16th state is New York. Okay. The Eagles have one person from New York. The Chiefs have two. So now take that upward, and if you had to guess, like, say, the top two or three, um, would that have produced the most that are in this game? I'm thinking California. California is like – they got three. That's They've all. got three Eagles and two uh, Chiefs. thought there would be more than that. i tell you who's well, – num- Texas has got to be in the top five. Well, it's funny you say that. Uh, Texas is number one. Texas number one. Oh, number okay. one. Okay. Texas has got five Eagles and four Chiefs. Number two is the one that made me pause. You ready for this? Okay. Mississippi. Wow. Five Eagles, 
three Chiefs, and Georgia comes in third with two Eagles and six Saints. Uh, all right. Oh, well, Florida so you, follows that okay. with two and five. What were you going to say, Eric? Well, the Eagles have two UGA players, but uh, Jordan Davis is from South Carolina, I believe. Nicole Dean is from Georgia. Is he Sam? He's from Mississippi. He's from Mississippi? Yeah. So who are the two players on the Eagles that are Georgia natives? Well, that's your little assignment. You'll be with us tomorrow, right? So yeah. we'll have to bring that back in. And, and, and how, many Kansas, <laughs> how many players does Kansas City have from Georgia? From Georgia, it's six Kansas City, two from Georgia listed here on this big game census. Nicole Hardman. Nicole Hartman, um, b- 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 Jerry, uh, Jerry McKinnon. Uh, oh, yeah, George back. Southern, yeah. yeah, yeah. Georgia Quarterback Southern, from running back. That's a great yeah. story, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the most common first name for players in this game. Somebody's actually done this stuff. This is like helps you with. Are, 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 are we betting on this? No, 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 no. This is we, got, we, got my, we got our man from Sportico coming up. He's going to talk about what people are betting on and how much. It's $16 billion. Let's put it, let's put it this way $16 billion oh, is being it. bet on this game. Yeah, that's. That's just ridiculous. The most common last name of players in this game. Smith. Jones. Wow. You got the second one. Smith. There's three of them. The other two you, you missed. Johnson and Williams. Johnson and Williams. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, states of birth, Texas, Georgia, Mississippi with eight, Florida with seven, Ohio with six. There's actually a couple foreign-born players in this game, Greece, Australia, uh, and Nigeria. Colleges. Attended Florida 5, Michigan, Georgia, Mississippi State. That's what I was saying. I was confused about that. And you know what conference got the most players. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 25 SEC players. Pac-12. <laughs> Not the Pac-12. 25 SEC players, 17 Big Ten players, 13 ACC players, 12 Big 12. And um, there are 19 rookies and 13 players with 10-plus years. So there you go. And that includes the Kelsey brothers. We are going to uh, talk to Aaron Ladd. Pride of Parkview High School, but now working in Kansas City, but he's out in Phoenix. Going to talk to him next about this matchup. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this 11th day of February. Where were you in 2012 on this day? This is the day we lost Whitney. We lost Whitney. Wow. Um, and it was on a Saturday. Yep. And I was at work. February 11th, yep. 2012. News came over the wire and did not want to believe it. Yeah, really. When when, when that hit. Um, okay. Um, thank you, Eric. We're, we're working on uh, getting our guest here. I was here. Okay. But this wasn't here then. Okay. It was Dave FM. And I was literally on the air when that when that news broke. Wow. <laughs> Listen, you have you did have you start playing the music or did you call somebody? Well, Dave somebody FM didn't play you... Whitney. So you just yeah. mentioned it. Okay. You know, even those days Rockstar. I mean, every station, I don't care what your format was, you mentioned when Whitney Houston was lost. So yeah, I was on the air at Dave FM when this hit. And, uh, no, didn't play any music, but spent some time talking about it. And I can't remember if there was some sort of interview that somebody had done that was, was aired. But I do remember it was at night we yeah. got the news because she had mm-hmm. passed in, was it Vegas? Uh, or, no, it was at uh, Beverly Hills yeah. at that hotel. Mm-hmm. So time change and all of that. But, yeah, this was 
This was the day, and it's it, it, with one of those people that you kind of remember where you were when you got the news. Yeah. So, uh, also, we'll take it the other direction. Birthday's on his happy birthday, and there's two people that I actually worked with. Well, I appeared in the same project. <laughs> Let's okay. put it that way. Oh, right, we happy, do that. Happy 49th, well, excuse me, happy 44th birthday to Brandy. Okay. You in a project with her? Yeah, the one I did um, earlier this year, and it didn't last that long. And for the reason life of me, it's leaving. The title of it is about four women. It's kind of the uh, the. Oh, jeez, I can't believe I've 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 lost it off the top of my head. What was that? The name of the project. It, oh, but I it's don't already know. been canceled. Okay. Um, oh, wow. But she was in that. She was one of the women in that, and uh, also Kelly Rowland. Happy. 42nd birthday to Kelly Rowland. She okay. was in fantasy football. Okay. That project that I got cut out of. No. The other one, I was, I was a minister. I was doing you, as a matter of fact. Doing me. I was, I, you know what? I never told you this before. I literally was doing my best you. I was a minister, and I was marrying one of the stars, uh, Queens. That was the name of the show. Okay. And it was on ABC. And it was like, you know, Tuesday nights or something like that. It only lasted one season. But I was marrying somebody, and... When doing that, I don't have that voice that you have. I don't have that cadence in the way you speak, the, the traditional central casting minister, priest, whatever. And so I did my best, Sam Crenshaw. Oh, no. Could be a minister. Okay. All right. That was it right there. That's what I did. <laughs> right there, what you just did. That sounds like you. No. Uh, apologies. We are trying to get to uh, Aaron Ladd. But listen, the dude's in Phoenix. He's in Air- he's, he's there. Where, well, he may not be in Phoenix. He could be at one of the camps, whatever. But he's there, boots on the ground, and he's probably had something that happened where he's got to chase the story. Right? We, we, we got we, him we, here? All right, we're, we're working on that. We think we may have him here. We'll have you bring him on there in we, a second. We, we may have landed him here. Um, coming up, though, we're going to give you a uh, casting call for the end of this hour. And then coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, like, we're going to talk some football now. Wait till it's 11 o'clock hour. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we have two guests, and normally we don't have two guests, but because it's, you know, on the eve of Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. we got a couple guys out there. Mr. Crenshaw, will you do the honors? Absolutely. We got somebody that's joining us. He was joining us several weeks ago. He was outside yes, he the stadium in Kansas yeah. City. Uh, but now he's out in uh, Arizona. He's ready for the big game. Aaron Ladd, NBC in Kansas City, is joining us now on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Aaron, good morning, man. Thanks morning, for getting man. up with us. I know it's a little early for you out there. Hey, rise and shine from the West Coast. How y'all feeling? <laughs> you, you sound like a man who could use another cup of coffee. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Co- coffee or, or maybe something a little bit stronger. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Talk about being there this weekend, and what is it? What's it been like since you since you've been in town? What, what's the vibe you're getting for this game? Oh, I mean, it's the biggest sporting event in, in the world. You know, all the glitz and glamour, the dog and pony show. It, it's good to be back with no restrictions. I, I remember last time the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl, that was uh, Tampa it, 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 against Tom Brady and them. It was still kind of COVIDy, I guess. The restrictions and um, no more, no longer. It is uh, back to the opening night that we're used to, back to the full-scale um, media availabilities and all that. It, it, it's been fun, uh, uh, whether you're a Philly guy or a Kansas City guy. It's been good to see. When you talk opening night, what is it that, that uh, you're talking about exactly? Not necessarily media night, but opening night, as you put it, and, and for our audience who have never been a part of that, talk about some of the things that you're, you're experiencing. 
uh, opening night, I'm, I'm talking about the, the goofy questions, you know, people asking Andy Reid how he likes his cheeseburger. Okay, Patrick so you're Mahomes, talking, you, how, what he, it was media night then. Okay, misunderstood. Um, yeah. Well, well it's kind of it's, it's what happened to media night. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Is what is what happened to me tonight? But but come on, Aaron, you you out there, you 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 are. Yeah, doing, this, well, talk talk about seeing the teams. How much do you get to see from the teams? Because to me, you don't get to see the teams that much. When you see the team, they're on a bus going by. So how much you guys will get to see the team? Um, the availabilities uh, are, are what you're getting, right? Like the guys, all fifty three, sitting there for forty five minutes. It, it, it's unique. You usually don't get that during the week when you're covering the team. Um, they're, they're, they're <laughs> especially like the coordinators. You're talking to Eric Bieniemy. You're talking to to Matt Nagy. If you're if you're covering Kansas oh. City, it's it, it, it's 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 different. It's unique. I, I talked to Willie Gay, Chiefs linebacker, for a little bit this week, and I asked him what's the toughest part of this week. You know, is it the distractions? Is it travel? Is it the family obligations? And he said, point blank, it's the media. Uh, that that there's so much availability, especially for guys who aren't used to it. Um, yes, they have the extra week to prepare, but it's it, 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 it's a bear. It's a beast. And, and and the Chiefs have gotten through that part of it, and now they're ready to play ball, apparently. All right. It's uh, Aaron Ladd, pride of Parkview High School, joining Sam and Greg here at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Have you had one of those situations, whether it was in Tampa or – or here, since you've been out in Arizona, where you turn the corner, you're working, and all of a sudden, because it's the Super Bowl, you never know who you're going to bump into, and all of a sudden, you find yourself face-to-face or just a few feet away from that person or somebody who you didn't expect you'd see that particular day. Has that happened to you yet? Oh, absolutely. I I should have expected Cheryl Lee Ralph to be here. I I knew she was doing the Black National Anthem to open up Super Bowl 57, but you know, I wasn't expecting to see her at the fan experience a couple days before. Um, turning the corner and, and seeing her very personable, very excited to be a part of what's going on here in Arizona. It's, I mean, it's, it's celebrity row, right? Biggest, biggest event in the world this weekend. And plus you got the waste management open that's going on down here. I mean, it's, it's kind of the, the, the middle of the sports universe for, for a few of us down here, but yeah, that was, that was the, that was the eye opening moment. So talk about, your job, because this reminds me of when a, a guy goes out to do one job and something else happens and you have to pivot. I always remember Al Michaels becoming a broadcaster during the World Series because the earthquake hit San Francisco. He was no longer a sports announcer. He was the voice of ABC News. What was it like there when the announcement was made that KD was coming to Phoenix? Uh, I, was, I was dead asleep. I wish I knew. It happened in the middle of the well, night. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I woke up and I, and I and I felt the reverberations. I'm like, wait a minute, this is, this this has happened. Um, but you know, people woke up and 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 had a good time with that. I, I'm excited to see what he can contribute out here. But did it change I mean, how it has you to make the Suns their early favorite? Did it change how you guys were doing your job at least for like the next 24 hours or 12 hours, if that, because of this news breaking and affecting the city that you were in? Absolutely, because you you're trying to tie in as many things as you can. We got down here on Tuesday, and and yes, the Super Bowl is big and, and brass and all that, but you, you try to find creative ways to talk about the game. And so we say, okay, um, Chiefs, Eagles. Uh, we have a, a, an MLS team that's down here doing their preseason stuff. 
spring training is about to get started. And then, oh, yeah, KD's headed down here, too. So it doesn't change too much, but, but you can kind of tie everything in and say, hey, this is, this is just what the part of the part of the country that's really experiencing and really what's happening right now. Yeah, folks, this has been the time on the waitfor.com outline on the Saturday morning Super Bowl weekend, and he is there. We're talking with Aaron Ladd. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Aaron Ladd Zero, at Aaron Ladd Zero, all lowercase. Thoughts about this team now. What do you feel like Kansas City will, will need to do in order to get this win, and what can we expect from Patrick Mahomes? I know he's practicing. I know he's going to give it a go. We know he's not 100%, but what are you looking for and what has to happen uh, for them tomorrow? I think 100% is a myth. None of these guys are 100%. Yes, Kansas City has no injury designation headed into the big game, but we know these guys are nicked up. We know uh, they're fighting through some adversity right here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes suffered that high ankle sprain against Jacksonville and still looks more mobile than I thought in the, in the AFC title game. Picks up five yards on third and four when they need it the most, plus the 15-yard um, unnecessary roughness penalty. I think for Kansas City, it all starts with, with rushing the passer. You could say that for any team in the National Football League. But uh, going back to the AFC title game, first eight plays for Cincinnati, six of them were dropbacks and three of them were sacks. They made Joe Burrow very uncomfortable from snap number one. It's, that's going to be important, especially with a mobile guy like Jalen Hurts. We know he's a little banged up as well. If you want to talk about Patrick Mahomes' ankle, what about Jalen Hurts' shoulder? We have, Hasn't been that same exact guy since that injury came around. So it's it, it, it starts with getting him uncomfortable and, and, and rushing the passer, in my opinion. So Chris Jones, the guy we got to watch tomorrow. Chris Jones, Frank Clark, George Karloftis, uh, all those guys up front. I, I talked with them before the AFC title game. I talked with them coming to the Super Bowl. They put the responsibility on their shoulders. They say it, when they get to the quarterback faster, it helps those young DBs kind of be a little bit more sticky, uh, especially going up against an, uh, an aggressive unit like this one, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a all three levels type thing when you're talking about Kansas City defense. And the, the, the guys up front, the big uglies, they take it personally uh, rushing the passer. Are we up against it, Eric? I, I'm sorry. Listen, Aaron, apologize for the uh... – a little confusion trying to get to you, man. But enjoy your time out there. We're going to have you come back here because I actually want to know more about the city. Because Kansas City now, with what Mahomes and, and that Chiefs team has done, they're sort of probably walking through life thinking, yeah, we're going to beat her every year. Oh, yeah. Five NFC Championship games, a couple Super Bowl appearances. I want to know what it's like next time we talk to you, what that life is like in that particular city. But listen, continue to do a great job. Folks here in Atlanta, we're proud of you, man. They're talking about they're going to put a picture up at Parkview of you. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Yeah, but I appreciate y'all. <laughs> Thanks so much for the time, man. Aaron Ladd, uh, he's yep. out there in Kansas City, yep. uh, NBC, but he is in Phoenix this week. We appreciate him coming on and joining us. Gonna let you know where some money is flying through the air coming up in just a bit. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 the Game, 929thegame.com. Together again by Janet Jackson on WSAM. Yeah. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You guess how I did that? The radio station is WSAM. Yeah. Sam, well, you like that? How yeah, I did that? Yeah. yeah. WSAM here with some Janet Jackson
<laughs> Stay before Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> hey, remember that voice. I got to come back to it again. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929thegame.com. I'm coming back to it because we're going to do a casting call here. I'm going to let you know where some money is flying through the air. But I will tell you that we are full blown football talk for the most part in this upcoming hour. Yeah. Eric Jackson is going to The rest get of the us. way. Yeah, he's with Sportico. He's going to let us know about the business of. They're doing sports, some business out there. They're doing some business well, out there. Well, there's a reason they call it Super Bowl. Fill in the blank. Ratings, money, whatever. This is this is the, the one that pays a whole lot of bills for a whole lot of people for the rest of the year. And then Russell Baxter is going to join us, who's got walk-on music. That means nothing to you guys, but he's only the few people that have walk-on music on this show. But, of course, you know, he, he does a deep dive into the NFL. And so he's out, both of these guys are out in Arizona, correct? Yes. So I, I believe Russell's out there. Uh, he's, he's doing a lot of stuff, and he had this window of time for us. I, I know that Eric is there. He's been there most of the week. Happy 54th birthday to Jennifer Aniston. Wow. 54th birthday. 54. Happy 49th birthday to D'Angelo. Man. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned earlier we lost Whitney on this day. We also lost Jerry Tarkanian oh, on man. this day. Yeah. So I say that there were some names I wanted to make sure I got a second to uh, mention, but as we get ready to sit here and talk about them. Um, these job opportunities, 929thegame.com slash casting calls, where you're going to see the list. Got a fresh list up for you right now. The first one is one of those that pays you more if you get booked on this one, and it's a hand model. They need a female hand model. for. And now here's the deal. If you can show. This for a game show? This, no, 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 no. No. Because I always think about game show. They always see the hands, and they show whatever the prize is and whatnot. This one is going to be a, a – uh, Situation where they're going to cut to these hands and they're going to be shuffling cards. Okay. All right. And okay. not only that, they want to know if you can do some tricks too. So please include photos or videos, not just of your hands, but a video of you shuffling cards and performing flourishes. <laughs> can you do a you flourish? People, envy people that could do that, that play cards so they much they can do crazy. I can't. I can, yeah. I can do them this way, but I can't yeah. bring them back oh, up. Oh, man. People, people, who, people who play a lot of cards that can do that, that that's remarkable. And the tricks or anything. So this is this is the Fr- Francis Ward Coppola project, Megapolis. Okay. So they need a hand model. They need people to be detectives. They need media. They need. Ah, these are the people who, while this is, it's one of those unique things that we have in society. Let's say you go to CNN Center, and before you walk inside, you're sitting out talking to some folks, and there's a statue. So you sit down at the thing next to the statue, right? And after about 30 seconds, that statue starts to move and scares the you-know-what out of you. Yeah. And you realize as a person, and you're looking for a two-by-four, right, to hit that dude with. (laughs) Okay? They have a need this week for that Francis Ford Coppola movie, Living Statues. Those of you who can pose in a position for an extended period of time. There are people who do this for art classes all the time. We got So how many universities we got around here? People pose for these things. Now, athletic, bodybuilder-type bodies, they're one, but you have to be comfortable being nearly nude. Okay. As opposed nearly? to... Nearly? Nearly. Nearly nude, which is what... You know, we've asked for, you know, fully nude before, and they pay you more for that. But this is one of those where they're asking, because you're going to be in like a bathing suit, something like that, because they want to see your body. But that's uh, Megapolis. That's Francis Ford Coppola movie. There's a need for that. But this is the one that got me. And you want to submit, if you fall into this category, as quickly as you possibly can. This is going to be one of those period scenes, I can tell. 
because they need people to roller skate at what would be a New York-style disco. So we're talking back in the day. And roller skating, rollerblading. If you can do any of those, male, females, and as they put it, attractive. I ain't going to say nothing about how you look. But <laughs> any male, female, any ethnicity, if you can roller skate, rollerblade, and the guys, you got to be in shape because they're going to make you take your shirt off. 18 to 35 years old. Here's the other one. And I never asked you this question before. Have you ever been a DJ? DJ. Like gone out and done parties and spun records? Yeah, yeah. You have done that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never knew that if you did that before. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Everybody gave it a try. I didn't say I was great at it. No, but you but did at it. Some you, point, made, you, you made some it. money doing it. Yeah, I made a little money doing it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you have the DJ voice? He says anything <laughs> great, but, you know, <laughs> you, you, he was, hey, you want to come out and spend some records for a party? Yeah, yeah, ah, come here. Cat Daddy O. Crenshaw here. Spending oh, those hot baby. stacks of wax all night long. I can see you on AM radio back in the day. AM radio. Uh, yeah, with that voice. With that big afro and them cork platforms. Oh, <laughs> the Flag Brothers. Yeah, that's All right. 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 <laughs> Taking a stroll down memory lane, watch your stuff. Hi, everybody. So anyway, they need those cheesy DJs kind of thing. But Destination Casting mm-hmm. is looking for, and this is a featured role, going to be more money, a delivery guy. Pizza delivery guy. Okay. 18 to 34 years old. So these jobs, wedding parties, wedding guests, um, guys with beards, there is a number of projects available this particular week in front of the camera. And, of course, as you go past the jobs in front of the camera, I walk you through how to find the jobs behind the camera. Casting Taylor Made, they're looking for yoga moms. Casting Taylor Made is doing a project, a a movie called Jackpot. They have needs for yoga moms. They have a need for a blonde actress. They have a need for a karate, um, a male. Uh, This is actually kind of disjointed here, but... A guy who is versed in karate, but not a black belt, not a brown belt, a okay. white belt. <laughs> like you just start, like, <laughs> okay, like you're you're quite threatening as a white belt. That's what this dude is. Well, anyway, they have a need for all of those for this particular week. But each one of these breakdowns, the last line says, "This is not a role for someone who wants to sit around all day. You are going to be active." working on this project called Jackpot. So, again, those are there. Behind the camera, I walk you through those, starting with Georgia.org. So all of that stuff is there in front of and behind the camera, and it is ramping up like I had predicted. Got a couple connections for you if you want to start uh, doing voiceover work. And, and always, the list of casting directors and a generic version of how to submit yourself. Yeah. If you have never done that before. Can I do a shout-out to some people I got a chance to meet well, yesterday? I do. just showed you pictures of them. Yes. 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 Uh, uh, SCAD, by the way, is at a SCAD TV festival in town. So cast members and writers from some uh, number of uh, television shows right. and television movies or made-for-TV events have been in town at SCAD, which is right up the road from us here, not far away, just a few blocks away uh, here in wonderful Midtown. And uh, I got a chance to meet uh, the cast, some, some members of the cast from All American Homecoming, mm-hmm. uh, which airs on the CW on Monday nights. And they were um, over at Clark Atlanta. They were in town for SCAD. They spent the day over there. They ran the, they, they had the media. They, they just, and you know what happens at events like yep. that. Everybody, photos, and they were kind of worn out. And then they had to get in five o'clock traffic. To make it over to the clock Atlanta. That's <laughs> great, you guys. Well, you guys live in LA. You're used to it, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, they came over, and it was great to uh, to meet and just talk with them about that and just um, and the backstories on some of the people. And you talk about the backstories on right. some folks and what they've done and 
you know, um, it looks all nice when they get there, but, you know, the work to, to get there is, 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 is part of yes. it. You know what I mean? So what you talk about an awful lot, uh, getting a chance to talk with them and just getting it from them was pretty cool yesterday. But they enjoy the, the theme of the show. Uh, they're on an HBCU campus, so to visit an HBCU campus was kind of fitting. Uh, they feel like it's a time when people are focusing on H- HBCU, so they take it as a privilege to work on a show that kind of conveys that. And they grew up watching a different world. Right. Which oh, you there mentioned, you go, yeah. Which you mentioned different yeah. world. The folks now are like, huh? What? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and here they were at a place just uh, with a building or two over from where Spike Lee shot School Days right. back in the day. Uh, so it was a lot of full circle with them you know, just talking about that yesterday. So I really enjoyed getting a chance to meet them. Uh, before we get out of here, oh, by the way, let me just make this clear. I ain't going to be in no commercials for uh, during the Final Four this year. No? Well, no no Geico. What? Because uh, I just ain't happening. You always show up in those. Well, if I show up this year, please let me know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'll be on the lookout. This is why. I'll watch for because that. Because what happened last year, I have not been asked to be a part of, of if they're going to make new ones. Now, they're going to make new ones, but I was not me. And maybe my you know the guy who was my co-host in those commercials, maybe they asked Paul back. But because I caught them last year running that thing without permission, uh, I doubt they're going to have me back. So I don't, think I, I don't think I will be uh, a part of March Madness this year. Mm. Hey, let me ask you a question. Today was the day, on this day, Mr. Crenshaw, that Jack Parr walked off The Tonight Show. Did Ooh, you know that? No. Yeah, he walked off. He was mad at NBC for something. He came back, but he lasted about another year or so. Uh, then he was gone. Can you name the hosts of The Tonight Show? From start to finish, to where we are right now. Oh no! Yeah, you could. No, not all of them. There's only a handful of there them. Was, there like was there was there was some folks in between no, there. Uh, Steve that, Allen. I know about Steve Allen. Jack Parr. Yeah. And then Johnny. I thought there was somebody in between. No, there. no, no, no. Jack Parr you went. Sure. Well, maybe for those weeks he left. Yeah, I think <laughs> there, there, was there was somebody no, in between. There was no host named. It was just Jack Parr having yeah. an issue with NBC. They worked it out. They had guest hosts. You know, Tonight Show always did that. They guess, and I'll tell you one of the people that they used. See, remember, there was a different type of show from when Steve Allen had it oh, to yeah. when Jack Parr had it. Yeah. I say remember, like we were watching it. But it was more of a one-on-one interview thing where if you had to draw a correlation to what we're watching now, Steve Allen was pretty much, and the show he did was pretty much what Letterman did. Right. He, he, that's where Letterman got, you know, bringing in a biff or bringing a, go out in the neighborhood and talking to people. That was Steve Allen. What Jack Parr did, nobody else did, of the other hosts. Because it was more like, you know, just like a one-on-one interview sort of thing. And he talked to some people that were, you know, in the news, but it wasn't an entertainment show. And then when Johnny got there, he made it what, what Johnny did. Yeah. And after Johnny, of course, we know the that's where the craziness happened. And it was Jay, and it was Conan, and it was Jay again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. It was, you know, Jimmy Fallon. But, yeah, that happened on this day he walked out. And the first cooking show in America debuted on this day. Julia Child? Yeah, but it wasn't called the Julia Child show. Boo the petite. <laughs> yes. <it was laughs> I love it when you break into like Frank Caliendo impressions. That was uh it was called the French Chef. Yeah, the French Chef, yeah. 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 And yeah. it was Julia Child, but she had But that was this what galloping gourmet. Yeah, that dude, but they piped that in from England because he was it was, you know, okay. he's British. And then they had the, the, Your boy uh, from Louisiana. That's oh, the yeah. one I grew up on. Aye. They had Justin was it Get a little wine, get a little wine. Yeah, yeah, get a little wine. <laughs> was it Justin Wilson? Yeah. They had him on a UHF channel up in Chicago. And yeah. I used to watch that dude and I was just captivated by his Oh, voice. I'm telling you, Ain't man. Still wearing the same overalls. Like <laughs> the same overalls. Yeah. He, he get a he get a he get a Miller light and pour that in with 
whatever he's making is ah is more than a little, and, little, and, little, little onion. And, and finally, the last show business. <laughs> Cayenne <day here>. pepper. <laughs> and and why? In, in, in 1976, 43, um, 43 million Americans watched on ABC, and I bring this up timely because he's in the Academy Awards this year. Elvis. Okay. But the star of that Elvis, and I still say to this day, does the best in Elvis impression. Period. Kurt Russell. Okay. But this is the one that debuted then. He re- he revisited it. And by the way, this is my movie suggestion for you this weekend, if you like this kind of stuff. 3,000 Miles to Graceland. And you talk about a crew. You know who's in this movie? You got Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Costner, Kurt Russell, Howie Long. Uh, um, oh, our boy from... Uh, uh, oh. Bokeem Woodbine? Christian, yes. Okay. Christian yep. Slater. Um, uh, the Friends girl. Courtney Cox okay. is, a, is an all-star cast. Wow. Yeah, Howie Long plays a pilot in there. But it's 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 a crazy sort of shoot-up movie, and these guys, Paul Anka's in it. He plays the casino. <laughs> but Kurt Russell, they had to make sure that when Kurt Russell is in this movie, he does, gives us a little taste, a little bit of his Elvis, and he does it in this movie. But okay. Kurt Russell, to me, did the best Elvis. Just talking like Elvis. Having said that, we got NFL talk. We got Super Bowl talk. That is all coming up. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.